What's up, everybody? This is the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert. My name, name is Brannon, and I am the expert. And I am Ashlyn. I was the Betrayed. And I'm Kobe, and I'm the Addict. All right. So today we are doing something really cool. We're taking live questions and just answering anything we possibly can, taking a topic of recovery, throw them out there to us, and we'll chew them up and just uh, give you our perspective on them. So to start, uh, Kobe had a question earlier today that he wanted to throw past us. And totally. I think this is a really fair one. For those who are listening, I think this will resonate. So um, had had a, a woman um, email us and say, okay, today's D-Day and, and my first D-Day. Um, what did, what did Ashlyn do? And what, what, what's protocol? Like what's okay to do? And she's got young kids and she's just like, I, I just feel like crawling in the corner and just, you know, being there all day, what, what's okay. So I don't know, Ashlyn, how, how did you, how did you take you like, you know, your, I don't know, what was D, what's D-Day been like for you? Um, my first D-Day, um, could, could you just oh, explain ahead. what D-Day oh, is first? Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that's a, some people that might not thing. know. Yeah. So, so D-Day is, is, is called disclosure day, right? It's where, um, either, uh, uh, it's, it's probably less likely that a full disclosure actually has taken place, but a disclosure of, um, I've been looking at porn or I've had an affair or I've been, um, lying to you about, you know, whatever, whatever the, the, it's the a bad is. day. It's yeah. a hard day. It's a, dis- right. it's a disclosure day. So, um, it, it's a bad, hard day full of betrayal and right. life essentially never is the same from there. So it's one of those hard memories. Um, for me, I chose to, um, really, and I don't know what you should do, but for me, I wanted to do self-care. And so it was like, well, I'm doing my thing today. So it was really just, and this is what I tell people, if you have the opportunity to go out and get a massage or, um, just go, if like you want to go and go to a movie, do something for you, take a nap, find some neighbor to babysit your kids and just do that, then do it. But it's something positive and uplifting. I, um, I'm a big believer because I've done both that living in the past and rehashing everything and saying, Oh, like, can't believe this happened. Isn't always helpful for me. And so it's living in the now. And so maybe even taking some time uh, to say, this is how far I've come in the last year or the last seven years or the last 10 years, whatever it is. Um, Kobe was mentioning, I forgot our last D day. And because I am in a place where it isn't this day I got, that holds me back and um, doesn't own you. Has, yeah, it doesn't own right. me anymore. And so um, this last one, I forgot, but we also planned a trip around it oh, yeah. to kind of That's redo right. the memory instead of having these really awful memories. Mm-hmm. It was That's like, we're going to go to Disneyland. That's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, does, does D-Day anniversary have to be yeah, just saying that, that. that's just yeah. does D-Day an, and, and listen to what it's called like what it's compared to yeah like D-Day war yeah I mean it's a horrible horrible event in your yeah. life but does the anniversary of it have to be miserable does it have to be no no and oh, I, I mean I don't I don't want to I don't want to invalidate or minimize the pain that someone might feel on that anniversary but it doesn't have to be miserable and if, if, if you're looking at it like, whoa, that's in two weeks and I'm going to have a horrible day on that day and I'm, mm. I'm going to shut down and just stay in my bed, and be, then that's probably what you're going to do. But if you look at it like what you're saying, Ashlyn, as an opportunity for like uh, growth, as an opportunity for self-care, you guys can recreate a different memory on that day. 
you're moving forward and you're letting the, the past is the past. You can't change the past. That anniversary is either the future or the present and you can do something different on that day. So, yeah, that's a good way to, to I, you're going to feel sensitive what you make up your mind to, yeah, to right. feel. Right. That's that's super good. OK, yeah. so that is um, I guess that's the kind of the first question. Ashlyn, did you have one this week that you wanted to uh, address? Um, or, yeah, I'll read it. It says, Kobe, you are such an example to us all. How, how do you fight temptation? Um, so, and that's actually a, a super good question and, um, it's not an, it's not an easy one, but the, the fight really begins, um, actually the night before, like every night before I go to bed, I had this routine where, um, I, I mix some, I, I get out some pre-workout and I put it in a glass with a spoon, and then I grab a, a separate glass with water, and I put those next to my bed because at six in the morning my alarm's gonna go off, and Ashlyn and I stir up each other's pre-workout, and then we drink it, and then we get up out of bed and we go work out. So it's this it it so starting how I fight temptation is starting the night before with the expectation that I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna work out because I'm gonna get mental clarity, stress relief, and emotional release, mm -hmm. and then following that I'm going to do my spiritual devotional. And, um, and, and that sets me up for my day. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I can execute against my dailies like that, that I'm like best prepared to, to face that meaning, meaning the mental clarity to say, okay, right now I'm feeling, uh, and, and my temptation typically manifests first as an emotion, right? Okay. So, so the ability to recognize emotion is probably the second part of this that, that, that working out facilitates, that a spiritual devotional facilitates. Mm -hmm. Because if I know that I'm, 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 I'm feeling a specific kind of emotion, then I realize, okay, I'm feeling some emotion right now. What's going on? And, and the emotion always precedes the tempting thought. Right. Like always. I don't know. So I just wanted to mention, Kobe is not a routine person. Like his personality. I wasn't. Listen. Okay. <laughs> his personality, he's motivated by fun doesn't like like systems and any of that stuff but he has become very habitual in healthy healthy habits and so if the excuse of like that doesn't fit me I don't like to wake up early I don't know how to work out I don't I'm not spiritual like I don't have a routine then get one <laughs> yeah I mean you, th you think about um, why why do you act out you, you act out because you want to escape and why do you want to escape you want to escape because your life is miserable. Mm -hmm. So when your life is in balance and you're living in a healthy way, those temptations, they don't have as, as big of a, a, an effect on you because you're reducing your vulnerability to, to the trigger by just living in a healthy way, mm -hmm. right? And so like Kobe, Kobe is a rock star when it comes to his dailies and um, that it, it's prevention work for that temptation. Now, I, I want to address how do you how do you overcome temptation um, when it comes in that moment, right? Mm, so so you're doing awesome good. prevention work, mm -hmm. but here you are like you're next thing you know you're sitting at your house alone late at night and your wife's out of town and the TV is on and mm -hmm. you have cable TV. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like there's trigger, sure. triggers everywhere, right? Sure. How do you overcome that? What do you do? So, so, I mean, that's a super good question. And, and to be super clear, that's how we used to live, meaning I, I, I wouldn't be bounded enough to, to, to make a safety plan when Ashley was gone, or I wouldn't be bounded enough to the extent of getting rid of cable TV 
True. Like, I, However, I didn't use to, but uh, uh, again, prevent. But that's that's important prevention work to set you up so right. that temptation is in. So it's easier to deal with the temptation in the moment because the the, the degree, the intensity of the of, of the temptation is much less right. when you're boundary. Right. So, that being said, day, now you're in the crucial moment. <laughs> right. Now the other day crucial. you had a crucial moment when I did leave, but it was during the day. Oh yeah, for sure. So so um at the. the I was up late the night before because we had a, one of our daughters was was up. No, we were up in the middle of the night for like hours or something Ellie, like that, and I couldn't. She woke I, us up. Yeah, it's like four thirty. Woke us up, and I was up the rest of the day. And then Ashlyn had left to go somewhere, and out of left field, I had this tempting thought to act out. I don't know if it was look at porn or look at just like, hey, wouldn't it be great to look at porn? And and that thought just like right across my mm-hmm. screen, and I thought, oh my gosh, like that that's that's crazy. So. Um, what I did was, is I got myself, I, I got myself up out of that chair and I said, I have to, I have to recognize that I'm being tempted right now. And so I got up and I started doing the dishes and I turned on, um, like a, a favorite, um, a, a favorite Peaceful TV. Piano. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, oh, no, no, it, it, it was, was a TV a series, future. parts unknown, Anthony Bourdain. And I, I, anyways, that, that's a nice one for me. And so I turned that on, I started doing the dishes and I got myself out of the situation. So that, that thought wouldn't continue to cross my my periphery, if yes. you will. My, my my wouldn't continue to cross my mind back and forth. And so I changed my environment and I and I got myself out of that that place and I realized, wait, why am I getting this? And I was like, oh, I'm I've been tired. up since like four in the morning. Well, there so you go. Okay. and my number Which one is trigger is being tired. Mm-hmm. So um I got myself up out of the situation. I, I redirected my thoughts and um and then, then when Ashley came home, I said, hey, you won't believe this, but this is what happened. She's like, oh, wow. Okay, good job. So so I shared it, which makes it easier the next time when that happens to share it again. Right. Be open. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then go take a nap. Yeah. You're, exactly. You're tired. You I take know, care of the exactly. trigger. You did right? go to bed early that night. I totally so. did. Yeah, I totally did. Go. Yeah. Fix this. <laughs> so, so, so it's, it's an, an interesting thing because when there's a temptation – you know, you, you've heard like distract yourself and sing sing a song or read a, read the scriptures or whatever. Um, but what you want to do is, and, and you just described this, Kobe, you, you actually take a step toward it in terms of your mindfulness. So you own it. Like, there it is. I'm triggered. It's, I want to look at porn right now. Mm-hmm. That's what I desire, to look at porn right now. Mm-hmm. And then once you got it out here, you're mindful of it, then you can say, okay, but what what are the consequences of that? Mm-hmm. And what can I do instead? Mm-hmm. So it's not just, just the distraction. Because if you pretend like it's not even there, then you're not, not going to deal with the actual trigger. Yeah. So you own, okay. uh, own, own the, the, the urge or the craving, the temptation is there. Then have tools set aside that you can do in that crucial moment. So it's good stuff, Kobe. You're, you're working it. Relapse <laughs> prevention. I, and, so. and, and I guess it's... I, I would ordinarily have probably had shame in talking about that like this week and, and, and I wasn't thinking about that. So thank you for running me. But, <laughs> but it, it, just to be super clear, just because I'm tempted with looking at porn and acting out, it no way defines me and has no impact on, on who I am as a, as a person. And I think that's a really important thing to, to, to identify for those who are the addicted, but also for the betrayed to get some, a little bit more perspective is, is the addiction doesn't define the individual but but especially the temptation that that comes and goes also does not define. So wait, individual. so you're saying you're not a disgusting pervert <laughs> because you get tempted, right? Fancy that idea. What do you know, right? right? And, and but that's that's a novel thing because I remember for years, and I always thought like, I always thought that 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 was me, 
If right. I was tempted, ugh, I'd go back to that same narrative I don't of hide that. I was the disgusting yeah. individual. And I didn't want anybody to think that I was the disgusting, perverted individual. Right. And so that, that would, right, of course. But then right. when you get caught in that shame dialogue in your head, the isolation mm. happens. Totally. The, the, addiction, the addiction sets in. Completely. So, yeah. yeah. Super good. All right, good. Um, if you have questions, you can comment below. And um, for those listening, you can email us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you have another one? I do. Okay, uh, go do, for do it. Do you have one? No, nope, you can go. Um, all right, here's a question that I, I want to discuss because it's important. So, and I'll give you a little background. Uh, I When I first started doing this years ago, um, the couples would come in and um, the, the addict would feel like, look, I, I don't have a leg to stand on. I shouldn't have any boundaries right now. I, I shouldn't have boundaries. I just need to back off, just do whatever and create safety. So my question is, is should, I don't like that word should, I, I hate that word should. <laughs> Tell them is, your motto for should. <laughs> don't should on yourselves, yeah. It's awesome. Um, is it healthy for an addict to have boundaries? What do you think? I, I, I think it's it's way more than just healthy. It's it's necessary. Mm-hmm. It, it being bound like the, mo- the the people that I respect most in life, and and just so you guys know, Brandon is one of those people. So he's one of those people. But the people that I respect most in life, um, who are most successful business in edu- academia and anything else like that are the people that are, are and that are most successful are people who are most boundaried and habitual in the way that they live. Yes. So it's not just, it's not just something that, that that's a good idea. It's like necessary. Yes. So it, I would, I would even go as far to say that you cannot create safety in your relationship unless you do have boundaries. So if you that's go, good. if you go into recovery and you're thinking, you know what? my wife's going to crack the whip and I need to do everything she says. And then I'm going to resent her all along the way, but I'm going to smile and act like I'm enjoying it. You're, you're not being authentic. You're not, how how is she going to gain trust with you Mm. if she doesn't know who you really are? Mm -hmm. And a boundary is, is nothing more than an an expression of you. It's being authentic. Mm. And, um, an addict, just like anybody needs to, to tap into who they are have those boundaries and it's hard to have do you know why is it so hard to have boundaries you know why tell us i've never been boundaried number one right (laughs) i I, I never was so you know when you say that kobe you're saying i i i haven't known who i am i don't know my truths i don't understand Mm. myself right so so that's one of the first challenges is is you're caught up in all the shame and you don't have a, a secure foundation of who you are right yeah um that's interesting. But yeah. but the second thing is to, to live a boundary, to like hold a boundary and live a boundary. Um, it that that takes vulnerability, it takes courage. This is me. I'm gonna stand up for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be open. Um, not give in and 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 you know be compliant and mm-hmm. just resent you. Mm-hmm. It's it's scarier at first if you haven't had boundaries to actually um, be vulnerable. So. Because from my perspective, just to be super clear on, on, on that particular issue is, is I, I would confuse all the time. Like I would, I would mislabel boundaries as, as efforts to control me as control. Right. And, and I want to be really clear that the life that I live right now is, 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 um, 
I don't know, it, it gives me it gives me peace and safety knowing that I can give my phone to my wife anytime without any reservation at all and feel perfectly good about her. But, you know, 35, 36 months ago, I, I would have like I've always had give it my, me a always had my pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, like, I need a minute. Uh, just let give me, me a erase second. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it, 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 these boundaries give peace and they give safety. I don't know what it's like for you to see, to, 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 to give contrast with that. Well, it's just from your what Brandon said. Like it, it was immediate. Okay. I feel somewhat safe. It wasn't total safety, but it was like, okay, he's doing something. Right. And some of his boundaries aren't his issues. They're mine. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it makes me feel safe. And he's been good enough in that way to say, if this is what we need to do, then I'll do it. Even though it's not a temptation for me. Right. Right. That's good. Absolutely. So, so um, oh, what was I going to say? I bet it was I good. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say this. So you keep, you keep oh, going. Oh, Brenny, Brenny Brown, she talks about boundaries and she says, that boundaries are not about disconnection. They're not about walls. They're not about control. Boundaries are are about vulnerability. They're about openness and they're about empathy. And so you think that they're an expression of you, and they're being it's being open. And so so one thing that I see a lot is men who move toward their shame with their addiction. They become compliers. They try to be good enough, and as they move toward their shame, their, their wife cannot get to know them and can't trust them. And so um, to be empowered, to be authentic, to be honest is scary, but it's, it's, it's good for the addicts. So. And, and, and that way of living, I promise you, is way easier. This is kind of a relation that Ashley and I had this week. It's way easier to, to do the work than it is to have my head in the sand pretending like like I'm just ignoring it, like it doesn't exist. Absolutely, and, and it's harder to live that it's life. It's so which much is harder. crazier because you think it would be easier to stay that way. It's worth it's so worth the risk, right? It's, oh. it's so much better to just let go and be you and be open, right? Totally. Yeah. So, um, we, we had another question come in through here. So if it went I've, back to the morning routine, what if something gets thrown off? Your husband has a routine, and the kids throw it out of whack, or you wake up late. What do you do? How do you get back on track? So I, I'm a big I'm a big believer that in in recovery, um, that that in recovery we can meet you where you're at, and and what I mean by that is 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 we we can't be like having a new way of living that includes dailies can't be so stringent that it it can't have some some flexibility to it. it because a way of living sometimes means you have to execute against the same dailies without the normal routine. And with distractions, because we all know that life's going to happen. So, so for instance, if I'm thrown off because I can't get my workout in in the morning, I'm going to figure out a way to get it done later in the day. So rather or than operating against a checklist, he's even gone on like working and on um, on walks. Like I'm going to go walk a mile or yep. whatever. Like, I'll go walk while I work because my workout's thrown off. Or if I can't, if, if for whatever reason I can't get my spirits or devotional, and like we went to Bryce Canyon National Park last weekend, and um, I just knew that I'm out of my normal routine, but I, I skied one one of those days, and the second day was a Sunday, so it's my rest day. And um, I, while we were getting ready in the morning, I listened to my spiritual devotional. And so, when those things are thrown off, yeah, um, it, it requires. The only thing I would say is it requires mental focus to say I've got to now identify what part of my day, whether it's lunch, 
on the commute home or even before bedtime where I'm going to execute against my spiritual devotional, get my journaling in and check in and be accountable because um, life is going to happen. And so you have to be flexible and pliable. And sacrifice a few things. <laughs> right. Totally true. But at the end of the day, the piece that it gives you with being able to roll with those punches is super key. I don't know what your what your experience has been on that one, but right. no. that's how I do yeah. it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I think there, you have to allow for the leeway of failure, right? So like I was watching my favorite basketball team last week and they lost a really close game mm-hmm. that they could have won. Mm. And then they played a really bad team the next night and they lost to that bad team the next night because they almost let the day before beat them uh-huh. the next day. And, and you don't, you know, you start over the next day. If, if, yes. if one day, like you, you, you suck, it didn't go well, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. then just it's, it's a habit. It's not a goal. Yeah. And that's what dailies are about is just you, you, you do it the next day. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said earlier, the past is in the past. So try to put it, put it there. So that brings a really interesting point. And, and I want your input on this too, Ashlyn, is, okay. is the idea of what you just said is how I encapsulate that is, is I, I have to realize that, that my recovery and dailies don't require perfection, but they require progress and focus on progress. Yes. Because as soon as we, 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 we give ourselves two options only, which is I'm going to be perfect at my dailies or I'm going to fail. Right. And that's right. just the door open for shame to right. come in and just like drown you. Right. And e- either way, even if you're doing your dailies perfectly, if you're doing your them from that place of shame, you're, they're not accomplishing right. what, no. what you're setting out to do. No. Right. But if you're doing it out of self-love and self-compassion, you're going to wake up the day after you, you screwed up on, on them yeah. and want to do them. Yeah. Right. That, that, so. That's a super good way of, that's a super good way of saying it because yeah. there, there are those days. In fact, I've like workouts I've missed. I don't know. Probably ten, eight, eight, eight or so in like thirty-five months. Um, spiritual devotionals. I think I probably missed like five or six in like thirty-six months because I just, I just do them. Yeah. He's tooting his own horn, yeah. guys. Yeah, no, but I'm just I, I know, right? <laughs> but, but I want to be really clear though that 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 sometimes my spiritual devotional is only thirty-nine seconds because that's as long as the chapter in the scripture is. <laughs> right. And and I'm. He's okay with okay that. with that because <laughs> my commitment is I'm going to show up every day and do one chapter in the scriptures and I listen to it. Sometimes they're really long. And and I short. and I cut those short because it's like I have to. Yep. But um, the point is, is if you make them sustainable, it's easier to deal with the ebbs and flows yes. of it. And and um, and and, and Kobe, you don't do your dailies so you can say to everyone, "Look at me, I do my totally. dailies." Totally right. I um, yeah. Most of the time, I don't even. I see him doing probably three of his dailies. Like right. well, and I hear. Him go out front to do his check in so far. But right. I'm not like. But he's not like trying to show you, like, no. look what I'm doing, no. Ashlyn. Right. Like, I don't care what Ashlyn's doing. I I do care what Ashlyn's doing. Let's but, just, not really. but, but, <laughs> but when it comes to my dailies, it's like, I just execute. I right. just, I just do them no matter what, what place she, what, what, what place she's in, what place the kids are in. I just do those because that's, that's huge me. trust builder for her that she knows you're going to work your recovery with or without, with me. or without her. Right. And that's really how we started recovery. Yeah. And maybe most of you don't know that is that we weren't sure what was going to end up, but we just did it. Just do your do thing. We did our healthy. own thing. And yes. it so happened that we stayed together. Totally. We got another one. Did you okay. One of the, no, you read that. This one of them was um, directed to me. What do I do when my husband comes to me with a trigger? Um, this kind of goes back into, do you use your spouse mm. as a sponsor? Hmm, good question. Why don't you go, Brandon? <laughs> okay, this, yes, you don't. I mean, no. <laughs> the short answer I, is no. <laughs> um, yeah, do you use your spouse as a sponsor? No, you don't. Um, so 
get get a sponsor for a sponsor and the reason is this is is it's not the wife's job to to control his recovery it's it's what we were just talking about actually and so oftentimes the wife is in this this fear cycle of fear and control and she she wants to know all the information and so then that, it just goes yeah then the despair then comes you. right <laughs> yeah and and so it's important that you have set up in your relationship what transparency is, what things you need to disclose in terms of safety and not safety. But in in your recovery, you need to have things that you can call your sponsor about and just surrender and let go of and move on with that you don't have to disclose to Ashlyn. Now, the the I, I would say the policy is though, what, what if she were really unhealthy and she were in this control cycle of like, tell me everything, walk me through every trigger that you've had today your, your policy is this, is I'm willing to tell you whatever you want to know. I'll tell you anything. And I've already surrendered a lot of that to my sponsor. It's dealt with. You're not in danger. We're good. But I'll tell you if you want to know. So you put it kind of back on her of like, do you need to go really? do your work? <laughs> go do your work to let some things go because we're fine here, right? And so the answer is no. It's not healthy for a wife to be a sponsor. And, and, and you know that a sponsor is somebody who's been through it. They're a mentor. They've, they've worked the 12 steps. They've, and, um, and so you want to go find somebody who's done that. And, and it naturally becomes a spouse because they're the closest person to you, but it also becomes the spouse because of that control piece and that fear piece Mm -hmm. that can be really unhealthy in the relationship. So and that might be confusing because we just shared that he told me about a trigger, Uh but that was like, a rarity really totally i think is. you just shared it because you're like oh that was crazy what? well well but and i, and I don't want to say it's but not there's an element of vulnerability that, that can be bonding for us in that situation it's not a not? bad thing to share a trigger right but it's like a lot of the couples they want that, that i've worked with they'll sit down for an hour usually right at bedtime when they're both oh, really no. tired and he'll he'll go down the checklist of every trigger he's had and every and and, and it doesn't create safety in the relationship hopefully Hopefully he's showing up and he is uh, have has already worked through those temptations and he's good already, right? So that's really good. So really, that that's about the, the kind of the place that that you're in, whether it's a place of of of, of control and maybe maybe being triggered uh-huh. versus a place of of kind of like I know that he's going to take care of this, but he he conquered this, so that's like a little win. Yeah. So, so a lot of it is is based upon what the place that the betrayed and the addicted but, really but are. But this is this is hard for for a wife. And, and it takes, oh my gosh, it I takes fought my go. therapist on it. Like, yeah. Oh, that is right. Yeah. I was it. like, no, but I need it. Like that creates safety for me. And she was like, no, it doesn't. It's the opposite yeah. of safety. Yes. So I, I, so you I had get to surrender it. too. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, super um, good. okay. I think we're done. The only question was, is this recorded? Yes. This is our podcast. Um, so you can go over to. Um, our podcast on iTunes, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. So thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for your questions. Love to have you share it and give us a great review too if you're there. So thanks, guys.